Welcome to this teaching about fasting. I'm so happy to share this teaching with you. Fasting is something really important that church many places have lost. If you look at Jesus' life, he started his ministry with a 40 days fast. And he told us that we should fast. He don't say if you fast, he said when you fast. And the first apostle fasted. If we want to live the life we read in the book of Acts, we need to know what the Bible says about fasting. First time I fasted 40 days, it changed my life. I fasted many times and I can see personally that fasting is a secret to come into the life we read in the book of Acts. Fasting helps us to humble ourselves so God can lift us up. Maybe you have a wall of unbelief in your life, a wall of fear. And fasting is a tool God has given us to break through that wall so we can come in and experience what God has for us. So I look forward to sharing this teaching. There's going to be teaching what the Bible says, but also a lot of testimony about fasting and practical advice how you can fast. So God bless you. Welcome to the Pioneer School. Today I'm going to talk about something I've been looking forward to talk about really much. I'm going to talk about fasting. And fasting is something uh, yeah, we have lost in the churches today. Many Christians do not fast. And, and fasting is a secret. There is so much in fasting. And if you want to come in and live the life, we read about in the book of Acts. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus and follow him, fasting is a part of it. If you don't know what fasting is, fasting is to keep away for food. Take a time. It could be hours. It could be days. It could be weeks. It could be long time where you don't eat. And also a shorter time where you don't eat and drink. I know many people say that, yeah, but I fast for my TV, I fast for other things, so I don't, I take maybe one month where I don't see TV. And I think this, this is of course a good thing. But fasting, biblical fasting is not to eat, and sometimes not to eat and drink for a shorter or longer period, because you want to take that time and see God. And this is what fasting is all about. And you're going to know a lot of more about that when I'm finished with this teaching. And you're going to see how strong fasting is. And I believe that this teaching, this teaching about fasting is going to change many people's life. Because this is a tool God has given us 
that can change our life, that can change our churches, that can change nations. Fasting is so important. Before I'm going to start talking about fasting, I want to say that uh, we still get a lot of testimonies every day, how God is working also through the Pioneer School, and I love it. Uh, new people is joining the Pioneer School also every day still. And I just encourage you, if you have friends and family who need to see this, then talk to them about the Pioneer School and let them join it. I just got a, yesterday I got an email with somebody from Germany who, uh, who just wrote a short testimony and invited me there. And I just want to read here. He told my family, I was listening to Lesson 4 last night and my husband was listening in the background. After that, he asked me to baptize him. So 11 or 10.30 last night, we filled up the top and he was baptized. Praise the Lord. The whole night last night, I had a dream where I was laying hands on people and they got healed. It was so real. Today, I pray for my son who has headache. And it went away. Praise Jesus. And this is what I love. I love testimonies like this. Simple faith. Stay acted on the word of God. She baptized her husband in the bathtub. And they, she got a dream in the night. A dream from God. And the next day she laid a hand on the first person, her son, who got healed. And I know this is just the beginning of something new. And, and I love what God is doing all over the world. We were just, since last time, we have been in South Africa. And there I also met some people who have just joined the Pioneer School, who ha- have a lot of testimony to tell. And they was with us out on the street and got kickstarted, and, and it was really strong. And, and they told me that they have seen the first 11 lessons on the Pioneer School in one week. <laughs> and I like that. Um, I want, I have so many testimonies to tell you from South Africa. And because I want to take the time to continue and talk about fasting, I have made another video you can find on the website where I tell some testimony from South Africa. Uh, uh, and, um, because there you see everything I've been teaching about here in the Pioneer School and what I'm going to continue teaching about. The, that everything somehow go together. The whole part of being led by the Holy Spirit, healing the sick, finding a person of peace I'm going to talk about later, and, and how God is working. And very short, uh, very, very short, God spoke to my wife, pray, and, and she prayed for open door this Christmas. At the same time, a guy in South Africa felt God spoke to him to invite us, and he invited us there. He did it in faith. He didn't have the money at that time. But he acted on the word of God, on, on what God spoke to him. Short time after, a few weeks later, he got some money in, in his company. And out of those money, he, he had enough money now to invite us and to pay for our trip. So he sent us 9,000 UF dollars. And it was almost what it cost, about what it cost for us to travel there. But after he had sent that, he felt like, no, I should give him everything that came in in the first order. I should sow everything in that ministry. But then he counted what 
that order was, and it was also $9,000, there was only $2 different between what he got in in the order in the family and what he sent. So for him, he just knew it was God. It was the Holy Spirit. And since that, God have really blessed him. And and now he have uh, the last half year he, to his company he have got like many hundred of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. And God have blessed him. So when we came there, he was already blessed. And he also told me, I didn't tell that on the other video, but he told me that he had seen my video and he wanted to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. He wanted to speak in tongues, but he was not able to do it. So we sat down, talked. Then we went into a room, but when we talked, he's, suddenly he understood what it's all about. And we went to a room, prayed for him, and the Holy Spirit came over him. And he saw in a vision some words, and when he started to say those words, he was speaking in tongues. And, and what also happened, I said to this man, and, and we know, we knew God has sent us there. Now I've just been talking about being led by the Holy Spirit, so I knew there we were sent by God. So I told this man, I want to go to this area. I feel like God wants me to go to this area. A very poor area. But he said, you, you cannot just go there if you don't know anybody. But I want to go there. But what happened? God opened doors. Because when we went out on the street first day, there was a woman who got healed with crutches. She had been out of an accident seven months before and broken her, uh, messed up her knee. And she got healed and she was dancing around. And she said, can you come? I have an orphanage with kids. I want you to come and pray for them. And where do she live in that area I want to go? So a few days later, we were going to that area. But when we came there, I had forgotten. We, he had forgotten his telephone and we number to her. And we were going to call her when we were there. And we were going to meet at the police office. So because we didn't have the telephone number, we went into the police office and we started talking with the policeman. And she came and the policeman know we are Christian and she talked with him. And the police chief, he said, you are sent for heaven, come in. And he took us to our to his office, showed a lot of scriptures. He had just written down some days before and said, we need to see God in this area. Can you pray for us? So suddenly we at the police office praying for the chief, praying for the people who's working there. And he want my friend to come back later and pray for the people who's in jail. So God is open at amazing doors. And we went to her house and, and it was fantastic. There was a young boy, four years old, who was not able to speak. And he started to speak for the first time in his life. He got healed. And I want to say everything was so strong because this is exactly what I've been teaching about and what I'm going to teach about the next time on the Pioneer School, that we are called as disciples of Jesus to be led by the Holy Spirit. God spoke to my wife, my wife prayed. God spoke to him. He invited us at the same time my wife prayed. We came there without knowing who they were. We didn't know how they looked like. We didn't, I've been not been talking with them in the telephone or Skype, but we just knew it was God. So we were in peace because God has sent us there. And there he got baptized with the Holy Spirit. There we experienced, I said, I feel like I should go to this area. And we met a woman on the street who got healed, who was living there. And we came there and the police 
something happened with the police station, so now we are working with them. And my friend is going to go back there and start a church out of her house and help the people who are scattering there. And this is what I see in Luke 10. Jesus is saying, go out, heal the sick, preach the gospel, find a person of peace, go to their house, sit down, eat and drink what they serve. And I can tell a lot more about that, but I'm going to talk more about Luke 10 later. And then I encourage you to go in on the website and see the whole testimony. It's 20 minutes long where I really share a lot of details where you see how the Holy Spirit is leading in an amazing way. But uh, before I'm going to start, I have a small trailer. It's only one minute and I'm from South Africa. And I want to show that trailer to you. And uh, you also see the woman with the cane who got healed, who invited us home later. Uh, just one minute and uh, you get an idea of how it was in South Africa. Yeah, and it was South Africa, and I have more videos on the website where you can see more from South Africa. I want to say that God is doing amazing things all over the world. And I look forward to see what God is also going to do through this teaching. So I will start to pray. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for South Africa. I thank you for what you're doing all over the world. I thank you for all the testimonies that's coming in through the Pioneer School, God. And I pray now for this day. I pray for this teaching about fasting, God. God, I pray that you help me, lead me by your Holy Spirit to say what you want me to say. And I pray for everybody who's seen this video that they're going to see what your word is saying about fasting. It's going to be revelation for them. And it's going to be something they're going to start to do. And it's going to change their life, God. It's going to be the beginning of something new in their life the same way that it was a beginning of something new in my life, God. God, I pray that you're going to give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive everything you have for us today, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fasting. <laughs> I was in Poland uh, one, two years ago, or maybe two years ago, and I was having some meetings. And uh, one day, uh, I have been uh, being around and telling uh, some testimonies and having meetings. And I was one day driving in a car with a guy there. We were driving to another city to have a meeting. And he was so amazed of the testimony I was telling. The testimony of the, how the God was working, the Holy Spirit healing, how people get saved. And, and he was like really amazed because most of it, 
was something he had never heard before. So when we were sitting in the car, he, he said, Tom, what is the secret? Why do you experience those things you experience? What is the secret? And I was a little surprised of that uh, question. So I was like, secret, there, there is uh, no secret. It's, it's Jesus. It's just about Jesus. And he said, no, no, what is the secret? I said, there's no secret. Yeah, but, but what do you do different than other people? And when he said that, what do you do different than other people? Suddenly, it came to me, fasting. And I saw that compared to many of the other people I knew, uh, what we do in Denmark, what is normal, is normal not to fast or normal to only fast one day there and three days there. And I've been fasting. I've been fasting 40 days. I've been fasting 20 days. I've been fasting a lot. And I saw that it became again clear to me that, whoa, fasting is a big, big secret also in my life. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you some teaching about fasting. And then I'm going to uh, share some testimonies from my, my own life, uh, what, how I fasted, uh, what fasting did in my life. And then I'm going to come with some practical advice how to fast. Because again, I, I saw that fasting was the secret in my life. Personally, I have, first time I ever prayed for sick people who got healed and saw people get saved and those things was something that happened through our fasting. First time I experienced a strong thing where God led me with the Holy Spirit was through a period of fasting. First time I experienced a really strong dream where God led me was through a period of fasting. And I can see that for my life, there have been periods where I could not break through. And then I fasted and it was like I break through and came to a new level. And there I continued and I fasted and I came into something new. And I continued. So fasting is really strong. But what do the Bible say about fasting? I want to start with, with uh, something I have been speaking a little about in, uh, in lessons 5 and 6. Where I, was, where I was speaking about healing the sick. There is the place in uh, Matthew uh, 17 where they came to Jesus' disciple with a guy who had a demon and they want the disciple to cast the demon out. And they were not able to cast the demon out. And Jesus came and rebuked those disciples, really. And then he set the person free from a demon. And thereafter, word asked him, why could we not cast the demon out? And Jesus said, I read here that it was because of your unbelief. It was because of your unbelief. And he's continued saying, if you have faith, everything will be possible for you. So they could not cast the demon out because of their unbelief. And then he's saying this, this kind does not go out except by praying and fasting. And I've been telling you before, there have been a lot of misunderstanding there because many think that it was the demon that could not come out unless praying and fasting. If they have prayed and fasted, then the demon will come out. But the problem was not the demon, the problem was their unbelief. And this is what he's saying, this kind does not go out except by praying and fasting. 
And I want to say something here because what they, what the disciple experienced there was that before that they have seen a lot of healing, they experienced a lot of things, but there they came to a wall, a wall of unbelief. <laughs> they, there they have unbelief. It was not like they didn't have faith for other things because they have seen miracles before, but there they came to a place where they experienced the unbelief, where maybe they experienced the fear. There was a place where they could not break through. And there Jesus said, that kind, that fear, that unbelief does not go out except by praying and fasting. And personally, I've seen this in my life. I have again and again and again come to period in my life where I met a wall on unbelief, a wall of fear, something I could not break through. And I've been walking with God and I just meet this wall and I cannot break through. But when I've been fasting, when I've been praying, I can see that through praying and fasting, this wall went away and I break through in my life. And I can see that again and again in my life. Uh, as I saw the first time I fasted. I have never healed a sick. I have never cast out a demon. I have never led anybody to Christ. And because it was my experience that I've never done that. And, and at that time I didn't know of kickstarting. And I didn't have anybody to show me how. So I was alone in many ways. And, and because I was alone and because I didn't have so much to look at. I just saw a big wall in front of me. And it was like not, it was so difficult to break through this wall. But when that day, that time, I decided to fast 40 days. And through that fasting, something was changed in my life. And I came through that wall. And when I had break through that wall, it, it was much easier for me. And I could continue doing this. Then I came to a part again. Where I experienced the fear again hit into my head. And I experienced the unbelief come over me. And what happened? Again I experienced when I fasted. It was like I got the strength to break through. The fear went away. The unbelief went away. And suddenly I had the simple faith. So I was able to break through. So I believe fasting is an important thing for you and me to break through in our life. And this is what Jesus is talking about here. I mean, there's so much, there's so much more about fasting I want to say. An important thing about fasting, that fasting has to do with this. Pride. Fasting deals with pride in our life. Pride is a big, big sin. <laughs> it's a big thing also. This is the, pride is somehow the first sin we saw in the world. Lucifer, Satan, he wanted to be like God. He, he, he wanted to be more. And because of that pride in his heart, he fought. Adam and Eve, 
It was like, oh, if, if we eat of this tree, we are going to get a lot of knowledge. We are going to, oh, we are going to be like God. And what, what was that? That was pride. And what happened? The Tower of Babel. You can look through history. Saul, David. You, you can see there's so many examples in the Word of God where the big, big problem, the, the big sin is pride. And fasting is important when you want to deal with pride. And I think pride is somebody, something everybody needs to deal with. And Jesus, he said a lot of, he says a lot of things about pride and, and about being humble, about not exalting ourselves. And one thing he said here, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be humble. And whoever shall humble himself shall be exalted. So if you exalt yourself, if you like, oh, I want to be like God, I'm more like this, then you are going to be humiliated. He's going to take you down. But if you humble yourself in front of God, he's going to lift you up. And this is what the word is saying. Again, whoever exalt himself shall be humble, and whoever shall humble himself shall be exalted. And this is what exactly, this is what you see with Satan, Lucifer, and what you see with Jesus. Lucifer exalted himself and was humiliated. But Jesus humbled himself and was exalted. And this was the Big secret also you see in Jesus' life. Jesus, he was a humble man. Jesus, he didn't have a lot of pride in his life. He humbled himself in front of God, in front of people. And because of that, he was lifted up. You can read about that also in in Philippians 2. Verse 5, where the Bible says, You should have the same mind which was in Jesus Christ. Him who was like God, we read, didn't find it like a robbery to give up that. And he became like man. And he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes, even death to the cross. So Jesus, what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient. Obedient. And therefore have God highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. So what did Jesus do? Jesus humbled himself and became obedient. And therefore have God lifted him up, exalted him and given him the name above every Order name. Like James is saying, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall exalt you. I want to ask who is going to humble us? Is that God or is it us? The Bible says, whoever shall exalt himself. He says 
humble yourself. So it's up to us, you and me, each of us, that we humble ourselves. And when we humble ourselves in front of God, he's going to exalt us. And this is what Saul 35, 13 is saying. David, he says, I humbled my soul with fasting. And this is what we can, we will experience that when we humble, when we fast, let's say it that way, when you are, fa- you fast, you are going to humble yourself in front of God. You are going to humble your soul. And because of that, God is going to exalt you. He's going to lift you up. And it's so important, these things. And, and I, again, I experience a lot of amazing things. I have a lot of amazing testimonies and I'm, I, I'm just amazed what God is doing. Also through this ministry all over the world right now. When I experience so many things, what can be my problem then? Pride. Pride is, is a big thing. Uh, many people have problem with pride. And if you get a lot of very positive response all the time, you can be proud. You can become that. But for me, I don't see that as the big thing in my life. Because I fast and fasting have helped me to humble myself. It have helped me to sh- to show me that I'm dependent on God, and it's God who works, not me. And when I'm out having meetings in different countries, everybody's saying the same. Tom, you're just like us. You you you're not like a big shot. I've seen you on TV, and and I thought you were up there, but you are just like us. And, and I love to hear that. But this is not always what we see. We see many people who became proud arrogant and changed they start in the spirit but end up in the flesh and the problem is often have to do with those things but when you fast when i fast i become very humble because when i fast i become weak i i really become weak i become weak in my soul i become weak in, in my flesh Yes, I become strong in my spirit, but I become weak. And because I'm weak, I, I know that it's not me who have to have the honor. It's God who works through me. Because in my flesh, there is nothing good. I cannot do it. It's all by the spirit. So fasting is so important to deal with pride. And it's up to you and me that we fast so we deal with pride, so we humble ourselves in front of God, so God can lift us up. Another thing fasting had to do with, he said, I humble my soul with fasting. It had to do with the soul. And I'm going to talk about that. When you talk about the soul, the soul is where our will is, is our intellect, is our emotions. And uh, I have it written down here. So the soul is the will. I will do that. I want to do that. The soul is the in- in- intellect. I think. And the soul is the emotion. I feel. It's so interesting if we look at those things. Because we as disciples of Jesus Christ. Should not live 
by this, by I will, I think, I feel. But very often is what there's coming out of people's mouth. I, 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 I will, I, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. Hey, what do God want? Oh, I think we should do that. I think this. Hey, what do God think? Hey, I feel like, hey, what do God feel? We are crucified with Christ. We are died with Christ and we are raised up with Christ. It's not longer me who live, but Christ who live in me. It's not longer I want, I feel, I think. What is important now is what God thinks. And I have it here. God says what you want is not important. What you think is not important. What you feel is not important. But the most Christians today are living by this. And their fasting has to deal, is dealing with those things. Because fasting, do that when you fast, you deny your soul what the soul is longing for. And the soul is crying out and shouting, give me food, I'm hungry. But you teach your soul to be quiet and obey. Like David, he was saying, my soul worship God. He was commanding his soul to worship God. He was taking command, he was taking the command over his soul. And for me, my soul want to do a lot of things. But through fasting, I deny my soul what my soul wants to do. And it has to learn to obey my will. The will of the Spirit. Spirit inside of me. The will of God. It's not what I feel. It's what God feels. It's not what I think. It was God is thinking. It's not what I want to do. It's the will of God. So it's about doing the will of God. And, and in Matthew 6, Matthew 7, you can read that it's him who do the will of God who have in ever, everlasting life. It's him who do the will of God, Jesus is saying. What is important is the will of God. And their fasting is so strong because what do fasting do? Fasting is that we have like soul spiritless. Fasting do that I deny my flesh, my, my body. Let's say body. I deny my body what my body wants. I deny my soul what my soul is shouting for. Food, food, food. But when I deny them that, they become weak. At the same time, I give my spirit a lot of things. So my, my flesh become weak, my spirit becomes strong. And that's why in fasting it's so much easier to hear from God. I have got dreams in fasting. Last time I fasted 20 days, I got through two dreams, very strong dreams in those 20 days. And I want to say that, so fasting is, is so important. I can tell you one of the dreams now. One of the dreams in fasting was uh, 20 days I fasted last time. I got two, two dreams. One of the dreams, I was standing in a state church in 
Denmark. It was like a Lutheran church. Eller it was a Lutheran church. And I was standing in that Lutheran church. Suddenly in a dream. And I looked down myself. And I have the clothes, the garment on me. As a priest wear in the state church. And I was looking down. And I was like, whoa. What do I do here? And, and what do I do in this clothes? And for me, I don't have the tradition for my state church in Denmark, the Lutheran church. So for me to stand suddenly in a state church with a garment, a priest closed on me was very special. And I was like, what do I do there? And I looked around me and there was two priests. And one of the priests, he went to the altar, the pulpit. And then he said, Torben Søndergaard is here, and he is here to heal the sick and to learn us to do the same. And when he said that, I was like, what? Is that why I'm here? And I was so surprised, because this is not normal to do that in a Lutheran church. And the priest said, come up here, Torben. And I went up beside him, and I was so surprised, and he said, do what you should do, what you normally do. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I looked around and I like, oh, in a state church. Okay. So I just imagine I was on missions, try to forget where I was. So I like, okay, who said come down? And I pray for people in the dream who got healed. And then I heard a noise behind me. And I turned around and there was two guys, the two priests were standing behind me. One was healing a sick and the other one was casting, casting out a demon. And when I turned around and saw that, I woke up. And I woke up for the dream and I was like, whoa. And it was so strong and I knew it was God. It was God who gave me that dream. It was, it was not just a dream. It was a dream dream. A dream from God. So a few hours later I was together with my friends. And I told them, hey God had given me a dream this night. And I told them about the dream. And I said, I don't know exactly what the dream should mean. Maybe it's a picture or something. I'm not sure. But let's pray and wait for God. And there we prayed. And we waited for God. One hour later, I got an email from a Lutheran state church priest in the other end of Denmark who wrote to me, Hello Torben, can you come this Sunday and learn us to heal the sick? And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, I knew exactly it was the dream. And it was interesting because on Friday and Saturday, I was doing something something other. And Saturday was not a good day. But as my wife told me, hey, it's from God, so you have to go there. So I knew it was from God. I knew I have to say yes, because I got the dream. And when I talked with the pastor about it and the priest about it, he was so excited because they have just had a meeting the week before where they talk about the whole part of being led by the Holy Spirit, something they wanted to have more and they wanted to have the healing. And then they felt like they should contact me and the same night God had given me a dream <laughs> that I should go there and heal the sick and teach them. And I went there and it happened and the priest prayed for the first one who got healed, got kick-started. And I've been there more time since that. And a lot of things is happening there right now. So can you see it? This is like the Holy Spirit gave me a strong dream. It was one of the two dreams I got. Through that fasting. So fasting create a place where it's easy to hear from God. It's easier to let the word change your life. 
because you deny those two things, the soul and your body something, and you give your spirit a lot of things. So it becomes weak and the spirit becomes strong. And there you can break through. There is a wall. It's not easy to break through the wall. But when you fast, it becomes weak, but the spirit becomes strong. And then you can break through. So fast is really important. It's a really, it's a big thing. Also, if we, yeah, we're going to continue now. And like every other thing, always start with look at Jesus. This is what I always say. Start look at Jesus. Start look at the first disciples. Every time it comes to theology, every time it comes to um, practice, practical Christian life, start always look at Jesus, then go and look at the first disciples. How did they do what Jesus have commanded and what Jesus was doing? If we look at Jesus, what did Jesus start with when he got the Holy Spirit? He started with fasting. And it was interesting that immediately he received the Spirit of God. And when he started his ministry, he started with a 40 days fast. And we read that uh, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he afterward hungered. So what do you read here? We read that Jesus received the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was the one who led him into the fast. Out in the wilderness where he was fasting 40 days and 40, 49. And there he got tempted by Satan. And the first thing he got tempted with was the need. It, it had to do with this thing. The need. His soul. There is bread. There is a stone. Just pray that God will create bread and you can eat it. But he said that no, man should not live up bread alone, but every word that's coming out of the mouth of God. So, but his soul, he got tempted. His soul, his body wanted to have bread, but he denied it because it was not what God wanted for him there. He wanted him to fast. He wanted him to see God. And he was led by the Holy Spirit into that fast. And you read that when he came out of the fast, he was coming out in the power of the Holy Spirit. So he went in led by the Holy Spirit and he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is personally what I experienced first time I fasted. For my life, it was the same. I have never seen the power of God. I started to see God. I started to, to see God because I wanted to have that. And the Holy Spirit led me into a 40-day fast where God did a lot of things. And when I came out of that 40-day fast, for me, I came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Something had changed in my life. I have been humbled to God and he's going to, he has exalted me up. I have ex denied my will what it was, what it wanted to have. So it was easy for the spirit to take over. Uh, 
You read about this in Matthew 4. In Matthew 6, the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus, he's teaching and, and he's saying different things. And he's saying that we should not be like the Pharisees, where we do a lot of things to be, to be seen by people. He's talking about giving. He said, you should, don't give where everybody sees it and give on that reason, because then you're not going to be blessed. No, give that way. And he was talking about praying and fasting. Don't, don't do it so people may see you. So he's talking about doing things, how you do it in the wrong way and how you do it in the right way. And what is interesting is in verse 2 he says, when you give. And then he's talking about that. Then he's saying verse 5, when you pray. And he's talking about that. And then he say, when you fast. He do not say when you give, when you pray, if you fast. No, he's talking about when you pray, when you give, and when you fast. If you meet a disciple of Jesus who do not pray, he stopped praying, he don't pray anymore. You know that for this person, it's going to go down like this. It's going to go downhill. Because you cannot be a disciple of Jesus without praying. And we expect that disciple of Jesus is somebody who prays. Pray. We expect that disciple of Jesus is somebody who gives. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus. It's not easy for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Because everything we have belongs to God. And if you just gather, 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 then there's something wrong in your heart. Jesus is not your Lord. God is not your Lord. Mammon is your Lord. Yes, you can be rich. Yes, you can have money. But you, if you have, you always have to give and you will be a person who's giving a lot. We are all called to give. If we have much, much or less, we as disciples of Jesus is called to give. Maybe you should pray and give $1,000 to this person, to 10000 to this ministry. Maybe you should give some money to people in the church who have problems. We are called to give. Give should be a part of our life. Like the man who sowed the first seed here so we could go, come there and God blessed him. But he's hard. He's humble man. He's not like, whoa, but God blessed him. So giving is a part of our life. Praying is a part of our life. And if you meet disciples who do not pray, who do not give, you know, we all know, that there's something wrong in their heart. Do you also sometimes meet disciples who do not fast? Do you meet Christians who do not fast? And the truth is, yes. Because the way we look at it is like when you give, when you pray, and if if you go on a Bible school one day and fast, or if you are ministry in a church and fast. But this is not only for ministry. This is for everybody. He says our Lord Jesus expects us to give. 
He expects us to pray and He expects us to fast. That's why He say when you give, when you pray and when you fast. We are expecting to fast. Jesus expects us, you and me to fast. And the interesting here is also that what I have grown up with, when I came in a church, the first many years I have not heard about anybody who was fasting. It was not fasting. It was not something. I didn't hear some teaching about fasting. You didn't talk about fasting. And when I somebody was asking question about fasting, they no 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 don't don't talk about it because you don't fast in front of people. You fast to God. And it became like, almost like you are not allowed to talk about it. But we talk about praying a lot. We talk about giving a lot. But fasting, no, 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 no. Do it in front of God and not in front of people. Come on, Jesus, do not say that you are not allowed to let other people know that you are giving and fasting and praying. If I want to give a lot of money, I, I, I need to talk to, with my wife about it. Because we are together about that. When I fast 40 days, I cannot fast 40 days or 20 days without people knowing. Because I lose a lot of kilos and people ask, is Torben sick? And my wife has to say, no, no, he's not sick, he's fasting. Oh, okay, now we are, <laughs> we are relaxed again. And also when we fast, we, we, we go to family dinners, we have to go to birthday parties. And, and yes, I don't eat. So it's not like, like, People may not know that we are fasting. But I don't write on Facebook. Look at me. Because then you're not, then it don't work in proud. Look at me, I fast all the days. No. Fast in front of God. Pray in front of God. Give in front of God. But is, Jesus is not saying that, it's not, it's, he's, he do not say that we should not talk about it. But this is what I experience when it comes to fasting. That mean like, no, no, don't talk about it because don't do it in front of people. And because of that, nobody is teaching other people about it. And, and, and because of that, people don't know it. Can you see it? And especially when we are talking a lot about giving, we are talking a lot about praying. But we are not talking about fasting. If we should not talk about fasting, it, it was what Jesus was saying. Then we should not talk about giving and we should not talk about praying. In Luke 5, Jesus is also talking about fasting because some people was asking Jesus about fasting because the, the disciples of John, they were fasting. The Pharisees was fasting. But that time, Jesus' disciples did not fast. They were eating and they were drinking. And then Jesus, he talked to them about, about the bridegroom. And he's the bridegroom. And he said to them, can you make the son of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. And that day they will fast. So what do Jesus says, say here? Jesus said to those people, yes, the disciple of John is fasting. The disciple of the Pharisees is fasting. But his disciples do not fast right now because they are together with Jesus. But there are going to come a day when Jesus is going to be taken away. That day they are going to fast. And what day is that? That day is now. Jesus is in heaven beside God's right hand. 
So now Jesus is taking away from us the bridegroom. And now we are fasting. And one day he is going to come back and we are going to be with him. So he's, when Jesus is talking to his disciples about fasting, it's not like if you fast, it's when you fast. So now we are going to continue and we are going to look at the first disciples, if they were really fasting the way Jesus said and how they were doing it. And you can start, we go in the book of Acts, where you can read that they fasted. The first disciple fasted. We can read here that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Prepare Barnabas and Saul for the word whereunto I have called them. So what do you read here? When they ministered to the Lord, and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. They were in a time of fasting. And here you read in that time of fasting, the Holy Spirit said to them, they should point, take out Barnabas and Saul for this work. And then when they have fasted again, they continue fasting and pray, they lay their hands on them and send them away. So, Last time I spoke about being led by the Holy Spirit. And you saw that the Holy Spirit was a big part of the first church. But fasting was also a part of the first church. And it was when they were fasting, you read here that the Holy Spirit spoke to them. And when they were fasting, they laid their hands and sent them out. Fasting was a big thing. It was so big thing that when Paul is talking about his own life, that what what he had to show in his life that make him a truly disciple, a truly apostle, a, a follower, follower of Jesus Christ. Then he say a lot of things he have gone through. He has like a whole list of things he have gone through that really make him a uh, a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And you can read that two places in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. And in chapter four, 5, chapter 6, he's talking about through stripes and imprisonment, in torment, labor, in waiting, and fasting. And another place, he's saying that in hunger and thirst and in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. So you see here that fasting was something Paul did in fasting. He often fasted. Fasting was what he took also as an example to show the other people that he was a true disciple of Jesus Christ. This is what he says. So fasting was a part of Paul's life. Fasting was a part of the first disciples' life. But it's not only in the New Testament. You can read it through from the beginning in the Old Testament. We can take the book of Esther. There was the Queen Esther, a Jew who became queen. And there there was the Haman. Haman wanted to kill the Jews and Mordecai. So he created a gallop to hang Mordecai in. But what did they do? They fasted. And because they fasted, everything was twisted upside, turned upside down. So the one who created the gallop to hang Mordecai and want all the Jews to die, it was the one who got up hanging in that. And Mordecai and all the Jews survived. 
And you will read about it in Book of Exeter, where they say, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shuham, and fast ye for me, and neither eat and drink three days and three nights. So here is one example where you read that fasting changes everything in the Old Testament. With, uh, with Jonas and the whale, Jonas in the book of Jonas and Nineveh, there the, pre, the king ordered everybody to fast also and everything changed. So fasting was a big thing of the Old Testament. Fasting was something that changed person, changed people, saved people, and nation was changed because of fasting. Uh, and also we can take other pl- person in the Old Testament who are fasting. Uh, Moses was fasting, Elijah was fasting, Samuel, David, Ezra, Nehemiah, as well as many of the other prophets was fasting. In the New Testament, we have Jesus and the early disciples, the prophetess Anna, John the Baptist and his disciples was fasting. Many, many people through the Bible was fasting. So fasting is not just a small thing. Fasting is a big thing. Fasting, there is a secret. You know this scripture from Second Chronicles, Chronicles uh, 14, I have it here. If my people are called by my name with humble themselves, how do we do that? With fasting. I humble my soul with fasting. And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive them and heal their land. And this is what we see again, again, again through the Old Testament. That people humble themselves by fasting, by praying, turn away from their evil deeds and God came and healed their land. So I hope you understand now that fasting is an important thing. Fasting is something we should do. Okay, fasting. How have I done it? About myself, I, I didn't have any big experience with fasting before I fasted 40 days. I had tried to fast before on, on a, like a Bible school. I was in many, many years before, some years before when I was new in the faith, like a training school, where we tried to fast a few days, but we only fast because we should try to fast. And, and it was not a good experience. I didn't get any big thing out of it, only that I was hungry. But then later, that there, some years later, I was so frustrated about my life. I, w- I lived so far from everything I read in the Bible. I, was, I didn't see healing and people safe and set free. I didn't experience being led by the Holy Spirit, what I re- read here. And one day I was reading the Gospel of Luke, where I read that about the fig tree who didn't bear fruit. He had been standing three years without bearing fruit. And then he said something radical, Jesus. Because the, the chief of the garden, he wanted to cut it off, cut the fig tree down because it did not bear fruit. And, and, and the Bible said, Sir, let it alone, alone this year also. Unto I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bear fruit, well, but if not after that, you can cut it down. So you read in that parable that this tree had been standing three years without bearing fruit. And then he said, no, let us give it one more year. 
if it don't bear fruit next year, then we can cut it down. When I read that, it became life to me. Whoa! Suddenly I saw our fig tree. I have been Christian six years at that time, have not bear that kind of fruit. There's different kind of fruit. Love, joy, you read about Galatians 20. But there's also the fruit where Jesus said, It's not you have called me, I'm called you, I've given you Holy Spirit, go out and bear fruit. And this is what, what I have not done. I have not gone out and bear fruit. And I was that fig tree, but I have been standing six years without bearing fruit, and not only three years. So it just became life to me. This words just jumped in my head, and God spoke to me through that. I was that fig tree. And I had like, whoa, I want to give you. And God gave me one more year. He gave me one more year. He dig around me, fertilize. If I don't bear fruit next year, he can cut me down. And it became so strong for me. And, and I was sitting there and I, I don't know why, but I was just like, something radical has to happen now. And I just, I fast. For today on, I fast 40 days. And I was eating a cake. So I took the plate and I did like this. Now I'm fasting 40 days. And at that time, I didn't know of many who have been fasting 40 days. Yeah, Jesus did it and we read in the Bible. But in Denmark, I didn't know of many who have done it. But I just knew it was that. And from one day to another, I started a 40 days fast. The first uh, nine days, I only drink water. It was really hard. To be honest, it was so, so hard. It was like when I drank water, it was like, yeah, almost I didn't like water in there. I didn't want to drink more water. I really rather do without water. It was really hard. But, and I feel a lot of things in my body and I've not done it before. So there was a little, a big fight in me. What is happening? Because I felt hungry and so in the beginning I got a headache and, and I felt tired and I could feel something in my body. But, but I, I continue fasting. And I, I searched God, I, I was reading a book, I was reading the Bible, I was praying a lot. And, uh, and I was fasting, and then after nine days I started to drink some juice. And, and also in Denmark it was really cold, it's cold in, in, in January. So, so I was freezing a lot, and my hands were so cold. So I, I also started to drink some chocolate, hot chocolate, to get some heat to my body. So, so th- it was how I fasted. And during those, uh, if I start with the spiritual thing, during those 40 days, I just read the word a lot. I prayed, not, uh, not many, many hours, but I prayed more than I used to, and I read, read the word, and I was reading a book. And it became life in me. I experienced how the Holy Spirit was starting to talk with me about different things, about holiness, about sin. He started to deal with me. I humbled myself in front of God and, and I repented. I started to repent for things because God started to deal in my life. And, uh, and, and it changed my life totally. God spoke to me. I got a, the book here, The Sound Doctrine. You can read it on, uh, buy it on Amazon. I have a link on my website, thelastreformation.com. 
And God gave me that book. And this is somehow a book of the testimony. How I fasted 40 days. How God gave me this book. One chapter each day in two weeks. And how it changed my life. And, and everything I do today started with that fast. But I want to say some of the other things. How it worked in my life. It was hard. Um, you, you experience an inner fight. I experienced an inner fight I've not done before. There came a lot of thoughts to me, like, oh, fasting, this is not the fast God wanted. You are like here. No, no, eat some food instead. Get some energy and go out and evangelize instead of being tired. And, and, and all those things was coming. And then I got pain here. Oh, oh, hey, you are sick. You are going to die. You are going to die. And I got all of that thought all the time. You are going to die. You are sick. Don't, this is not the fast God want. Eat, eat in, instead and go out and evangelize. Eat and do other things. And are you sure you have to fast? This is just your idea. And, and all the fight was there. And very often I was looking in the, at the refrigerator, look at the food and like, oh, okay, now, now I, no, 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 no. And went out and then, I was fighting. I was really fighting. There was a spiritual fight inside of me. It was not every day there was a period of fasting and a period of that. And I, I believe there was something you learn in a longer fast you don't get if you only fast one day or two days or three days. And the most people I know is had tried to fast three days only and, and it's, it's, it's not the same, sorry. Because for me, if I fast three days, first day, I'm really hungry. <laughs> because I have to get used to not eating. I'm really hungry. The second day, all the poison for all the food and I have been eating before is have to go out of your body. And this is what is happening when you are fasting. You are cleaning your system. So it have to go out and when you're on the toilet, you can see that when your pain is, is really yellow. Because it have to go out everything. So second day, you are getting the poison out of your body and often you have a headache. This is what I have. Oh, headache, headache. And then the first day, oh, you are not just looking forward to the fourth day where you can eat. <laughs> Sometimes it, this is what you experience. But if you have a longer fast, you experience different period. The first days you can experience this fight. Then you have a period from the fourth, the fourth day to the seventh day where where the body is tired and, and you have to get used to it. And then you have a big period where you have a lot of energy. You can do a lot of things and you are not tired and you are not hungry and God is speaking. And I want to say that that is this is something you have to experience by yourself. To experience those periods. And also there is a fight for me in the middle of fast. Oh, is that, are you sure it's not only 20 days, not 40 days? And, and there is like a mental battle going on in your soul. <laughs> there is a battle in your soul. And you really decide, no, it's not what I want. It's not what I think. It's not what I feel. This is the will of God. And through fasting, you Humble yourself, like I tell you, but you also learn to deal with your soul. You learn to be strong. You learn, you get some character in your life. 
and learn to deny your soul things and live by the Spirit. Because you know, learn to know how it works. And this is something you also with, with temptation. You know that Satan is a liar. He's just tempted you. It's, it's not true everything he's saying. Because when you are fasting, you are thinking, Oh, when I stop to fast, oh, I, I want to go and eat there. I want to go there and I want to go there and I'm going to eat that and that. And, and you arrange a lot of things you want to eat. This is how I often do. I experienced it in the beginning. I want to eat that and that. But when you start to eat again and you have not been eating many days, you start with a small bread and as soon as you start to bite, oh, you got, you get pain here. Why? In the gum because you're not used to eating. Because you're not used to using that. You get pain. And after, you cannot taste things because you have not been tasting things many weeks. It don't taste like it used to. And then, oh, you are filled up because your stomach not used to eating. And just after one break, you're totally filled up. And then, you don't want to go and eat a lot of things. And you see that this is how sin is working. Sin is like, oh, it tastes so good. Oh, it's so nice. But you know when you have done it? Oh, was that? It was a lie. It was only nice the few seconds it was there. But what have I done? You see that sin is just sin. And this is also what have, have helped me with fasting to overcome sin. To live by the Spirit and not but by the soul. So it was something I learned through that fasting. Uh, next time I experienced fasting, it was somehow much easier because I didn't have the same fear. I know how it was working. And, and it was, again, it's easier. Last time I fasted, fasted 40 days, the last day in the fast, I was in a crisis at that time. I was standing in a wall and I could not break through. I was in a big, big crisis. And you read about in my book, The Last Reformation, I was in that crisis. And the last day, I heard God speak very clear and he said, go to this town. And I was like, it was like I had not heard his voice long, long time. And now he spoke again. And I went to this town and I said, God, why, why am I here? What do you want me to do here? And I met a guy who got healed. And this guy told me, you heard the story maybe that he had been praying to God. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, God sent Tom to our town so I, he can pray for me so I can get healed. And Thursday, God spoke to me and I went there and he got healed. And there I got a, whoa, I got an idea of what it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And when we came home from there, our lives started to change. And we came out of the crisis and God spoke to us again and again. So I can see first time I fasted for, for me, my life for 40 days, I break, I, I, I came to a wall when it came to healing and deliverance and those things. One of the times I was in a crisis, really a big crisis in my life. I could not go through this wall. I could not see anything out there. I was like, God, if you're not coming, I'm dying. I wanted to die almost because it was so hard. But there again, I experienced a breakthrough when I fasted. I also tried to fast seven days and 20 days where you heard I got the dream. One day God spoke to me through the book of Esther. Where I took three days without food and drink. 
And it was also really strong fast because God put it in my heart. And those three days, normally I need to drink a lot of things when you're fasting. But this time I didn't have headache. I didn't have problem with anything. I just didn't eat and didn't drink in three days. And uh, it was really strong. And I got a answer for a prayer the first day, answer for a prayer the second day, answer for a prayer and a strong prophecy the third day. So, so, so it, it was one of my strongest, stronger fasting also the three days I fasted that time. So, so fasting is important and I want to come with some practical advice. And I want to say again with fasting, I don't fast for fun. And, and I don't think you should just fast for fun. I think, uh, because it's not fun to fast, I think you should seek God. Not say, God, if you want me to fast, but say, how shall I fast? Like you say, how shall I pray? How shall I give? What shall I do with the money I have? How, what shall I do with my life? How shall I fast? And then do what you feel like coming to you. And there's different t- period in the Bible, 21 days, 3 days, and 40 days, and you, maybe you can just fast once a week on two days a week, like the Pharisees, they, they fast every Monday and Thursday, so they fasted two days a week. And I know many ministries through the history have fasted one day a week. Um, so, practical things. I want to say about fasting that <laughs> my wife is shocked that I can fast because I love food. I really love food. I love candy. I, I love chocolate. I love uh, Coke. I, I love it. Uh, and and I, I drink a lot. I eat a lot of candy. Uh, and in many ways, I t- see surprised that I, I eat a lot and I cannot keep my hands away from it, but I can fast because I don't fast for fun. I fast for God. I fast for Jesus. I fast for something I love more than candy. I love God more than candy. I love God more than food. And I have a goal with fast. I don't ever fast just for fun. I fast to come closer to God. I fast because I want Him to change my life. I fast because I don't want to be pride. It'll be proud. I want Him to uh, to uh, keep me away from being proud. I want to. Live humble. I want to obey him. I want to serve him. I, I want to do the right thing with the things he has given me. And because of that, I'm fasting. And when you fast, there is, like Jesus was tempted in, in the desert. You are also going to get tempted. It's part of you. You're going to get ideas about like, eat again, do this, do this, do this. And I want to say that I have fasted where I have stopped again. I have also tried to fast 40 days where it, I didn't do it. And, 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 and when you stop, you just, and then you continue and see God and, and don't go down on that, but learn and see God and then try again. (laughs) So I had tried that and I have stopped again. I want to say that, um, you can fast in different ways, like here in a short period, three days, like here without food and drink. Moses, Moses, he was in the presence of God. He fasted two times, 40 days without drink and food. So it was a supernatural thing. But without food and drink, short fast, this is normal. Uh, if In a longer fast, a good thing is to 
A good thing is to just the day before you start a longer fast or two days before. Don't drink a lot of caffeine. Don't uh, eat a lot of big meat because then it's in your system. And if you had drink a lot of caffeine, then you are going to experience off and many is going to experience headache because they have to go out of your system. Uh, so it's a good thing to start very slow when you start when you start in a longer fast. I didn't do that the first time, but but it's a good thing to do. Another thing is that when you go out of the fast, don't eat too much because your f- stomach has to get used to eating again. So it's good to eat less food because what you eat, you get you. Your stomach get used to eating that much. So if you are used to eating so much food here, and you after fast start to eat so much, then is what you continue with, and then you gain a lot of kilos again, and you become too too big. So start again in a good way. Also with fasting, you you lose some kilos, of course. Uh, normally in a in a like 40 day fast, I lose about I lose about. 16 kilos, 14, 16, 18 kilos, about that. But it's also because I have some kilos to lose. People who have less to lose, they lose less kilos and, and yeah. So you lose some kilo, but, but don't fast because you want to lose some weight because often when you start to eat again, you take it on you very fast and you can become even bigger if you start eating too much. So think of that. I want to say, when you fast, um, Jesus, when he was in the desert, he was away from everything, from from persons, from, he was just out in the desert. I have not done that. I have not just been away from everything. I, I still, I have a wife, I have kids. So, so for me, it was part of my everyday life. I also go, uh, I've also fasted where I've gone to work, to work when I was fasting. Because I was not able to do other things. So I have fasting and make a break for the kids and dinner and help with making dinner and serve the dinner on the table and, and, and done that. And you can do that while you are fasting. You have, you can fast and take care of your family at the same time. Sometimes when I'm fasting, I have eaten with my family. Not like I've eaten, but I have sit with some water or juice and then I'm sit down with them while they're eating because it's a good time to talk as a family. Other times, I have been walking and praying and not sitting with them. It has been different from time to time. And it's something you talk with your wife and your husband about, your family about, how you do things. Um, so this is some practical advice. Also, it's, it's different how people ask me a lot of questions uh, where, where the people who know I'm fast, how much do you read? How much do you pray? How do you do it? And I want to say, it's like prayer. It's like giving. It's different from person to person. Some people pray, go in and pray with music and just go and shout. I've done that sometimes. I often do that. But I like to go out in the nature and pray. And this is how I pray. Um, when I read, I, I read sometimes, just sit and read a lot. Other times I hear the Bible on, on my telephone with uh, sound. And other times I do different things. It's different how I do it from time to time. And it's different from person to person how they pray. It's different from person to person how they give. And it's also different from person to person how they fast. Maybe you can 
get a flat, eller get a, a, a summer house and sit down there in just three weeks and don't talk to anybody and do that. Maybe you have a work and a house and do other things. Uh, this is something you have to find out with God. So ask God, God, shall I fast? Eller not shall I fast? God, I, you, I know you have called me to fast. When shall I fast? How shall I fast? Help me. And then fast together with God. <laughs> uh, talk with him about it and experience how he's leading you and how it become a really good, strong experience in your life. So it was what I want to say about fasting. Uh, there was many information. Very short, put it together. Fasting had to do with pride. Had to do that we're not going to be proud and like, look at us. Fasting uh, hum, uh, do that we humble ourselves in front of God so God can lift us up. Fasting had to do uh, with our soul. So we deny our soul things, our body things, so it became weak. So we became strong, so we can break through areas in our life. And this is one of the things with fasting. Also, fasting helps you to know how the soul is working, know how temptation feels like, and how you said no to temptation, how you die so you can live for Christ. Another thing, Jesus fasted. He said, when you fast, when you give, when you pray. The first disciple fasted. Fasting was a big part of the Old Testament. Fasting is a big part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Again, when you fast, different things is happening in your body. And, and you can go on the internet and, and uh, find some teaching about that, how the body is working if you want to. Because it's good to know that, okay, it's, it's not dangerous what you experience. Like when I have an uh, English word, hiccup, I think is the English word, it hurts a lot here. <laughs> If I had, oh, it hurts a lot when I'm fasting because I don't have any food here. But it's not dangerous. But of course, listen to your body. Uh, don't do anything stupid. But uh, don't listen at the same time. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And then fast. And experience the strong things. Experience the fire. Experience how it changed your life. Experience how it breaks through. And then come into a, a life where fasting is part of being a disciple, something you do. So this is what I want to say about fasting. I hope you got something out of it. I will just pray for you and then I will end. God, I thank you for this teaching. God, this is so important, God. I pray that this is going to come out to the church, God. We need this. The church needs this, God. God, we need to humble ourselves in front of you, God, so you can lift us up, so you can exalt us, God. God, we want to not live by the soul, God. We want to live by you, your will. Do what you have called us to, God. Help us. Help us to fast. Help us to come into this life we read about. Help us to know what fasting is. I pray for everybody who's listened to this teaching, God. God, that you will speak to them. You will talk to them and you will lay this in their heart. So they will start coming into this amazing life and experience how fantastic fasting is. That is changing our life, God. Come with your Holy Spirit and work, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you and I look forward to next time. I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to pray and ask God what he wants me to talk about. Bye-bye.